In light of the recent law passed in Texas regarding abortion, we thought it would be best to address why this is so problematic and how, once again, society still finds it imperative to control women's bodies. Let me just say now, what people do with their body is not up for discussion, negotiation, or punishment. Exactly. Texas has banned all abortions past the six-week mark, so essentially almost all abortions completely, and enacted a hunt for people seeking their procedure, ultimately making pregnant patients suffer. We'll get into why this is so concerning in today's episode. She, a podcast for non-traditional conversations. I'm Tiana. And I'm Sophie. And And we're we're a couple. couple. Join us as we explore an alternative view on what it means to be a woman in today's society. Hey everyone and welcome to episode 68 of She, an acronym for Shifting Her Experience. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Shifting Her Experience and send us a DM to be featured as our next person of the week. Or leave us a review on Amazon if you've purchased our journal Reflect and we'll give you a shout out that way. Yes, and we want to start this episode off today by shouting out our person of the week, Smila from Sweden, who sent us a message on Instagram letting us know that she was actually our 100th follower on Instagram. Instagram over a year ago and she was brave enough to actually share her coming out story with us. Yes, Smilla was very brave and confident in how she lives her truth and we loved hearing your story. So keep it up and be bold with who you are. Exactly. So in today's episode, yeah, I'm sure our followers uh, saw the this one coming, uh, yeah. especially with everything going on right now surrounding the topic of abortion in Texas. But we're going to discuss um abortion and basically how any person has the the right to decide what's right for themselves and their bodies. I'm going to try my best to stay calm today, but I am heated. Like I'm so angry about this. And I know we've never actually talked about abortion on our podcast, despite mentioning our stance on it in some earlier episodes. But in light of what's going on in Texas with the abortion ban, we absolutely have to talk about it. We're a feminist podcast, first and foremost. And I think it's obvious that our stance is that people have the right to do whatever they feel is best with their bodies. And this abortion ban in Texas isn't about being pro-life at all. It's, as I've seen on Twitter, an absolute war on women. And we know not all people who have abortions identify as women, but the law in Texas was passed primarily to control women and to police pregnant people's bodies. And so for the sake of this conversation, I think it's important to acknowledge that this is enforcing control over women's bodies. And they've proved that they can control women with this law being passed. Exactly. Yeah. Millions in Texas are affected by the recent abortion law, but it's not just Texans that are affected by this. This law is, you know, a template that will influence other states and other countries. Um, but it, it also mirrors the attitudes uh, on abortion that exist all around the world. You know, even Ireland only made abortion legal in 2018 and it was still a fight. Yeah. Um, the pro-lifers back home were very damaging and their arguments were very disheartening and backwards. So if you live somewhere outside of the US, like in Ireland, for example, and you think that this doesn't affect you, you're wrong. Um, But also this abortion law is not just about being pro-life and not wanting to harm an unborn fetus. This law is just another way of controlling women and their bodily autonomy. Exactly. And the Texas abortion ban is the strictest 
abortion law in the country. And it's giving the rest of the states basically a template of how to enact this law. Like you said, so like a, a blueprint, which is such a shame. Yeah, it is. So um, this law went into effect this past week um, and it bans most abortions after about six weeks of pregnancy, despite the 1973 Supreme Court decision that established a constitutional right to have the procedure. Um, So this, you know, makes Texas the most restrictive in the nation in terms of access to abortion services. Yeah. Um, first of all, banning abortions after six weeks essentially is banning abortions in general, because most women don't even find out they're pregnant until after that. But perhaps what the most alarming thing about this law is, is that people who perform or even assist in an abortion after the six week point can be sued by any random person for a minimum of $10,000. So the person who receives an abortion, the person who performs the service, even the Uber or Lyft driver that drove the person to the facility, you can sue for $10,000 if you snitch on these people, making it essentially a witch hunt for anyone suspected of having or going to have an abortion. Also, anyone six weeks pregnant, you can't tell that they're pregnant. So what is this basis going off of? Like this snitching, is it assumption? Like what? an invasion of your personal rights it is a witch hunt I'm glad you said that it's it's comparable with a witch hunt which you know during that time in history it was an attack on women yeah it was primarily uh, the target was was a woman um so this is exactly you know what's going on right now um this law also doesn't make any exceptions for rape so They have made abortion more of a crime than rape. Yeah, and what's even worse is the Supreme Court did not block this law from being passed. So now it's obvious that any state that wants to follow suit can do so. It's not just Texas. It will continue to go on in other conservative states. And like, could you imagine if these people, these states, actually felt as passionately about punishing and convicting rapists as harshly as they were treating people who get abortions like can we not put our energy into greater issues like we're going backwards in time here next uh lgbtq plus people won't be able to get married anymore like this is the direction we're heading in well i read uh, congressman ronnie jackson tweeted uh, that he was proud that texas became the most pro-life state in the country Ugh. and yeah This man who has never had to worry about getting pregnant calls life a precious gift from God and is proud to live in a state that defends the right to an unborn. But we all know that the likes of Ronnie Jackson couldn't care less about that child once they're actually born. Yes. And when a child is born, you know, governments make it extremely difficult for that child to get an education, affordable health care, a safe roof over their head and so on. You know, there is still so much emphasis being put on abortion and whether or not it's unethical. But yet governments around the world still haven't figured out what to do about homelessness. Exactly. That is so well said. And like, I have a question for all anti-abortion activists, if you can even call them activists. Why? And if your answer is because you are pro-life, whatever that means, do you maintain that same energy after the child is born? Like, what systems do you have in place for birth control access? What systems do you have in place for financial hardships once people are forced to give birth? What system do you have in place for people who are raped and become pregnant? Because 
At this stage, simply saying you are pro-fetus being born is sounding very uneducated to me. Like a fetus has more rights than a living, breathing human. And I'm (laughs) just really tired of politicians and judges limiting abortions without any understanding of what pregnancy can and often does ask of the human body. It's the age-old argument of, you know, men controlling women, whether it's men in in courtrooms, men in the Vatican, men in your house, like these, it's just another example of men wanting to stay in power. It's so much more yeah. than just the ethics behind a fetus. Of course, and of a course fetus's it is. Life. It's so much more than that. Like this law terrorizes women and hunts down, like literally hunts down those who who are women or who support a woman's choice to govern her own body. And and this is not just about being pro-life and being religious and how life is a gift from God, yada, yada. This law is a sexist attack and it's so obvious what's going on here. It's like, you know, we're all living in the Middle Ages, but unlike being submissive and quiet about our bodies, women are being loud and authoritative. Mm. And these chauvinists are not happy about it. And it's a deliberate attack on women and their free will. But, you know, it it is a war against women when the punishment for an abortion is worse than the punishment for sexual abuse, rape, domestic violence and paedophilia. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, so well said. And also, it's really important to say that we also understand bringing up horrific scenarios like rape or child rape to justify an abortion and why they are healthcare. But safe abortions should always be an option for people who have unintended pregnancy from consensual sex, too. Mm-hmm. It takes two to become pregnant. People don't accidentally impregnate themselves. So where is the regulation and the control on sperm? There is none. People love to put all the responsibility on women for contraception, for pregnancy, for parenthood. So this is why it's a war on women. Yeah, but like I said earlier, it's it's not even about the pregnancies. I really don't believe it is. It's so much deeper than just being about an abortion. Yeah. These politicians are using the ethical argument of an abortion to control half the population. It's not even really about abortion. It's about subservience and it's about male entitlement. Yeah, it is about male entitlement. And I don't think that these um, politicians actually care that much about a fetus. I think that their wives are probably having abortions, their daughters. Their mistresses. Their mistresses. I do believe that these men couldn't care less. They are. I also don't believe they're religious. I think most of the men who represent most governments, but I'll speak about this one for now. I think most of the men who represent the American government are pigs. They're not religious. They're not men of God. They couldn't care less about like anyone, only the money in their pockets. Of course. And their fame. And uh, America should be ashamed of themselves for putting their politicians on pedestals like they're celebrities. We're like Americans are given um their politicians this status and look what they do in return. Yeah. And they're like look at all the good I've done quotations and it's like awful because they want the recognition of I was the one to enact the anti-abortion law, you know? Like it's absolutely terrible. But you know what's also interesting is we are also forgetting about people who are high risk patients when they are pregnant, including those who want to have children but need to have 
like morally necessary pregnancy terminations that now under the Texas law could put doctors in legal jeopardy. Yeah, and a great example is the the tragic case of Savita Halepanaver in Ireland in 2012. Um, a medical team refused to terminate a pregnancy as long as a fetal heartbeat was detectable. Um, so this affected her specifically. And the shock of Halepanaver's death led to far-reaching reforms of Irish laws. She's the only reason why Ireland was even prompted to think and reassess their stance on abortion. And it's not good enough because she's dead. You know, it's not good enough that her death was the only reason that Ireland actually had to think about abortion. It's ridiculous because up until then, women were flying and sailing over to the UK to have their abortions. And we we only passed the law in, in 2018. But then it took a while then even after that for the first clinic to to actually provide this service. So it's slow. It's really slow. Well, that's the thing. Reproductive health care relies on trust and a safe space. So now with this law being passed in Texas, people will be too afraid to discuss with their physician their reproductive health. Patients who are high risk will feel as if they can't tell their doctor if they're in pain or if something is happening inside of them that doesn't feel right because they'll be too afraid of this law. We are putting pregnant people in the cruelest position possible, which also will probably limit the amount of gynecologists who practice in Texas going forward due to this absurd law. So, you know, that just results in less adequate health care for people. So it's a vicious domino effect. Absolutely well said. It, it really, it puts pregnant women, like you said, in the cruelest positions, but it also puts pregnant, pregnant people in the worst hands possible. Yeah. I mean, like, this is who controls your healthcare now. Yeah. It's very scary. But this abortion ban is just another way of shoving women back into the role of a baby making machine, you mm. know, who is quiet and subservient and who cannot speak for herself and whose body is an object of sexual gratification and for the purpose of repopulating the earth you know this is where we're we're going backwards here yeah um and the supreme court you know they might as well have just made a statement saying we want to use women's bodies for our personal gain and there's nothing anyone can do about it and we're going to start with texas and move on through the list so expect the same for the other states soon That's basically what they're saying. Exactly. I could not have said that better myself, like just facts. But what I think is absolutely bullshit is that the majority of pro-life people are not pro-life. They are pro-birth, you know, like we said before, if you are pro-life, you would have empathy for people seeking abortions to save their own lives. And ironically, these are the people using the my body, my choice slogan to not wear masks. So which one is it? Do you believe in my body, my choice? Or was that just a convenient way to laugh at women's rights? Because that's where that slogan started. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's just like, uh, whatever. It's, a it's like one. making fun of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, private citizens with zero connection to the abortion can take legal action out against anyone involved in the abortion, according to this new Texas law. Uh, And that includes Uber or Lyft drivers, a family member or friend who pays for the abortion, or, you know, the doctor or staff members involved in the procedure. So in Texas, you can sue anyone involved 
in the abortion, but you can't force people to wear masks because that violates people's bodily autonomy. Mm. Therefore, it's not about what's good or bad for your body, or in this case, a fetus. It's about controlling women. Mm, like tell them also i do want to point out that a lot of progressive corporations are based in texas so it's like what happens with them now it's not just as easy as telling like 13 million women to move out of texas i think if you're a corporation in texas take bumble for example which is very feminist pro-women pro-inclusion you need to be thinking about what protections you can implement immediately to protect your workers. Take part in protests, in marches, offer compensation for people seeking abortions if they get sued, etc. Like, I want to see all these progressive corporations like immediately putting their thinking caps on of how to help people. Yeah, and I was going to just jump in there and say, or like remove yourself from Texas. But that's not a good enough yeah, exactly. move to make. Because we're trying to change the world. We're not trying to run away from the places that are behind a thousand years. Yeah. So make your voices heard, you know, make your voice heard in Texas, because um, Texas is not the only state this is going to be affecting. I guarantee yep. you more states are going to follow. So you can't keep running away from every state. And where are you going to live? California, New York, because to me, they're the only two like somewhat progressive states and even in the that's US. a threat now the recall election and everything happening in california i don't even want to get into but it. we live in california yeah. and i can tell you it's not as progressive as you think i mean la is definitely progressive but there's parts of california where i'm like big question mark mm-hmm. so um be loud be assertive and um yeah be noisy is that your takeaway for today yeah Yeah, I like it. I had a similar one. I was thinking that, you know, obviously I have so much to say, but I want to keep it short. Um, You know, we understand that this is honestly a massive defeat for women everywhere. That being said, this just proves to us, to feminists and to women as a whole, that our fight is not over. We have the right to decide what is best for our bodies. So march, vote, let your voices be heard, be assertive, like Soph said, educate the people around you and men it's time to listen love it yeah be loud and also have those conversations at home have those conversations in quiet settings if it comes up with just a one-on-one with you and your friend like have that conversation this is how like we move forward as a planet and yeah that's it yep that is it for today's episode but that is definitely not it in our fight for women's rights uh we love hearing your stories on how you're living a non-traditional life so keep them coming and follow us on instagram at shifting her experience and send us a message on instagram or review our podcast on apple or review our journal reflect on amazon to be featured as our next person of the week and make sure you download, rate, and review our podcast and share it with your friends to spark a further discussion on this topic. And let us know your thoughts on this Texas abortion ban. See you on Tuesdays. Bye.